0: Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Swamini Ti We got he come. We fixed it. she did change the mode. Yeah, yes. <clears throat> Debe, Debe. <laughs> Jaya Sri Krishna Chepam, Prabhu Nithyananda, Sri Avetha, Gadadharasri Vasadhi, Gona Bhakta Debe. Oh Vishnu Padaya Krishna Shasaya Vraha Srimate Bhakti Vedana Swami Namaste Sarasvati Devi Hauravani Nirvishisha Kya Pashatya Vishitari Back by popular demand Bhagavad Gita as it is <coughs> Surrender unto me It's been three weeks? Two?
1: just gone a week
0: Okay And last time we covered all of two verses, that was my fault, my apologies. It's one thing to take a slow train back to Godhead, it's another thing to really just languish, and that was my fault. So I'm going to uh, enforce my own uh, protocol, which is, if you want to raise, speak, you've got to raise your hand, and I have to call you. And don't raise your hand while I'm speaking. <laughs> that doesn't make sense, does it? Anyway. Okay. So... We're going to do that, and that, that way we'll cover a decent amount of verses. We've only covered from the Buddhi Yoga section, the Yoga of Buddhi, the intelligence, we've only covered, covered texts 39 and 40. So we're going to be on text 41, famous verse today. And Varshana Prabhu is auditing, right? Is that okay? Yeah, you can audit, but you don't have a study guide. Can
2: you tell me we can what? Share. Chapter
0: 2, text 41. Thank you. Okay, so I think, uh Elijah you want to share? You can just pinch over. Yes.
3: I just wanted to, you know, I had that clarified for me quite a while ago when she said, you know, Saraswati instead of Saraswati. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know um, that. But Ananda cleared it up for me, like, when I first started coming to the temple for a long time, I said Saraswati Devi. Yeah,
0: It's confusing because we say Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, right? When we just say the name. But then, in the context, the grammatical context of that verse, we change the ending to E. Are oh, talking about the goddess of.
4: The goddess. No, <laughs> not
0: Goddess Saraswati. It's Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. But in that, Navaste Saraswate. Picking up the discernment, could you say the two of them right
5: together?
0: Saraswate with an E. It's pronounced like A in Sanskrit like T-H-E-Y they or if we say I it's E E <laughs> anyway it's not a it's not a we're not going to not go back to Godhead because we don't know Sanskrit grammar Thank you. but uh, for those of us <laughs> who are sensitive to these mantras it's a little annoying so forgive me for being a crotchety old man <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna go, we're gonna give our guests pride of place. We're gonna go clockwise. We're gonna let Varshana, here's what we do, here's the format.
1: We're gonna read all the verses. First. Well, we're not gonna do
0: that. I've decided to change that, at least for we're now. that last. Yeah, let's do, right. So we're gonna do text 41, and we're gonna do the Sanskrit responsively. That I means I'm going to say it, then you're going to say it. And then together we'll say the verse. And then we'll uh, let Varshana read the Bhuri Prabhu's comments, uh, which are pretty extensive for this verse. So, okay. And let's hope I don't talk too much. I got my trusty halls, my namesake. It better work. Chapter 2, text 41. Famous, famous verse. Okay. All right. Everybody ready? First let's say Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Srimad Bhagavad Gita, as it is, translation and commentary by Srila Prabhupada. Uh, i The study guide by his grace, Bhorijan right. Chapter 2, text 41. Vyavasayatmika yeah. buddhir. Vyavasayatmika buddhir. Those first three syllables are like a mouthful. Want me to say it slower? Yeah. Vyavasayatmika yeah. buddhir. Burugaya, e-keha kuranandana, e-keha kuranandana, vyavasaya. A K Hakuru Nanda Na. A K Hakuru Nanda Na. Bhu Shaka Hyananta Shcha.
3: Bhu Shaka Hyananta
0: Maybe you slide the Y into the A. Bhu Shaka Hyananta Shcha. Bhu Shaka
4: Hyananta
5: Shcha.
0: Buddhayo Vivasayana. Buddhayo
3: Vivasayana.
0: Together, those, those who are on this path are resolute in purpose, and their aim is one. of the, the, child, of the, purus, the intelligence the those of those who are, who are,
1: are irresolute
0: this is many-branched. Many so this is a this is a signal from Krishna. Because in the next several verses, Krishna is going to bash uh, Veda tourism, <laughs> Veda shopping. So he's saying. Because Arjuna's whole argument in the first chapter of why he didn't want to fight is based on very nice Vedic arguments, which were all based on the bodily concept of life. So Krishna's putting him in his place. And now Varshana the is going to read Burajan's comments. Just read the whole comment. Can you read through the mask? Can you read through the mask?
6: Okay, viavasayatmika buddhi. One-pointed intelligence is required for success. Srila Prabhupada once told his disciples that in the 1950s, before he spread Krishna consciousness throughout the world, he read the commentary on this verse written by Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. He said he was struck by the commentary, which further fixed him in his resolve to follow Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati, Takpur's order to preach Krishna Consciousness in English. Okay, pause. Yeah, this is
0: a very uh, dramatic revelation of Prabhupada to us that he'd already gotten the order from Srila Bhaktisiddhanta and the order was to all the disciples, but especially Bhaktisiddhanta said, this person's taking it seriously. And Prabhupada did write on that letter just two weeks before Srila Bhaktisiddhanta's disappearance and Bhaktisiddhanta confirmed, yes, you should preach Lord Chaitanya's measures in English, this will be good for you, it'll be good for the whole world. So, there was now no doubt in Prabhupada's mind as to the purpose of his life. But then, now, Burjana said this is in the 1950s. I remember it being earlier, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Later, while Prabhupada was figuring out how to do the mission, he read Vishwanath's commentary, and we're going to, in the next paragraph, is going to read, is the relevant passage. But Prabhupada, after he heard it, what Vishuddha said, he said, wow, I actually have to do this. If I don't do this, I might as well not live. This is this is like, it's the life and soul of the disciple, the order. So now, we'll read that Varshena. Okay. Srila Vishwanatha
6: Chakravarti Krakura writes, of all kinds of intelligence, the best intelligence, focused on Best, the best is intelligence focused on, on bhakti yoga. In bhakti yoga, once intelligence becomes single pointed or fixed in determination. One thinks the instructions of my spiritual master to worship the personality of Godhead by chanting, remembering, serving his feet, and so on, are my only sadhana, my only sadhya.
0: Sadhana means practice, sadhya means goal.
6: My only livelihood. I am incapable of giving up these instructions either in the stage of practice or in the stage of perfection. They alone are my object of desire and my only responsibility. Besides them, I can desire no other responsibility, not even in my dreams. It is all the same to me whether I feel happy or unhappy, or whether my material existence is eradicated or not.
0: So, (laughs) I mean, that's... That's radical, I mean, it is, consummate, ultimate, surrender mood. And that, but that's exactly the mood Prabhupada was in when he got on that ship. No friends, no money, How am I, this is mission impossible, I'm, I'm elderly, you know. So, but that was it. He had to have that mood, because uh, otherwise he wouldn't have even attempted it. Okay, finish the comments.
6: Śrīla Prabhupada comments further on this verse in his purport to srimad Bhagavatam, chapter two, canto two, canto two, chapter four, verse three and four. The whole matter is concluded in the Bhagavad Gita as Vyasayak bhuti or the absolute path of perfection. Shri Vidya defines this as Bhagavad Archana Rupaika nishkama karma beer visuda Chita, accepting transcendental living service to the lord as the prime duty free from fruit of reaction
0: right so um learning don't be afraid of this <laughs> any questions or comments does it seem out of reach This is this is what actually, this is what we're shooting for. I mean, this is the, the goal and the of the bhakti. What do you think?
3: it's amazing. You know, been, you know, I always tell people I'm like, sorry. Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, of course, we will. Oh. Hmm? Um, <clears throat> you know, it's like, it just uh, you know, I talked to Bhakta, and we're talking like, you know, you yeah. have to. If you want to be successful, you, you probably you know you might not be, but you have to strive for the highest goal. You know what I mean? You have to you have to think about these things, you know, and, and try to strive for that. Still, you know what I mean? You know, as impossible as it might seem, you got to strive for that high goal. You know. You're
0: um, gonna read twice there, Bruce. You're positioning oh, yourself. Oh, that's all yeah. right. I'm joking. <laughs> Go ahead.
3: But yeah, yeah. You, you know, you got to strive for the highest goal, and it's just nice to it's nice to hear like, you know, to hear like, you know, amazing these. Acharyas from the past and Srila Prabhupada, they inspire us, you know what I mean? They inspire us to do our best with Krishna consciousness. I think it's amazing. Yes.
0: Yes, and don't forget, we are in the line of Lord Chaitanya, who is an ocean of mercy. So we're all eligible by His mercy to go for it. Yes, Lavanga.
4: I think it's interesting that he says here at the end, whether I feel happy or unhappy. And so... He's a very advanced soul, mm-hmm. and he's saying, you know, like how, like, whether I, I feel like it or not, whether I'm having a good day or I'm having a bad day, you know, mm-hmm. still, so, you know, this is my goal to to worship the supreme personality of God, and and it makes me think of that that verse. There's a verse in the Bible, and actually, one preacher that I used to listen to when I was little told me she gets up every morning and she says this, whether she feels like it or not. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. So it's like even on the worst days or the best days, like that that desire just to serve the Lord no matter what. Hmm. And it's, I think it's very practical for us because it's not just like period of you know you might see that oh how could they ever be unhappy? They're always happy. They either he wrote that even in the material world you might have some different moods. Okay. <sighs> I find it really inspiring because I was just reflecting sort of on my own life. I've been in many different career paths, and you know, my goal will change, and I'll become dissatisfied, and then I think, well, I need to try something different, and, and there's a lot of waffling around. This is just single pointedly the goal, mm-hmm. and so there's no there's no need to waffle. There's no need for an existential crisis. There's if this is ever the focus. It's just it's very clear. Mm-hmm. It's um, release a lot of.
0: Unnecessary stress and, and thinking and waffling. Mm. Yeah. Um, and when Papa had read that commentary, what was he doing? You know? Well say say it was I mean I think it was in the nineteen thirties. Well even if you say it's the fifties, he was doing the same thing externally. What was he how was he supporting the family? He was in
5: business.
0: What kind? Pharmaceutical. Pharmaceuticals. He was traveling. He was a traveling salesman, and um, and his uh, his his path it was a winding path. But because, as Michelle suggests, he had this overall, you know, goal, um, he wasn't shaken, even with the ups and downs of the family and the business and the. So, um, yeah, because we're spiritual, and if our, if our goals are spiritual, then, then we can tolerate all the other stuff, whether I'm happy, or I'm sad, or... Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say that um, it's kind of a, almost like a... I mean, to, to, to read that, to
6: read that, about this single pointedness in the middle of this modern world where we have the internet, social media, and this and that. It's almost like it's almost like what are you talking about? The single, age of distraction. Single minded right? Yeah. yeah. It's kinda of struck me. <laughs> like are you asking the impossible? <laughs> single minded.
0: Well, just before I came in here I heard a little report. which I, I think had an application in Krishna consciousness. The story on NPR was all about how families are stressed because uh, of COVID, and, and they have to live together a lot in a way they didn't before. And, and so, uh, um, but the husbands aren't taking up enough of the slack in domestic chores. <laughs> You know, there's online there's online education that has to go on, and, and, and meanwhile, meanwhile, both parents might be trying to work online, and, and there's so much to do. So, uh, so <laughs> the husband who was way behind the curve at the beginning, and he finally caught up, and he said, "I think the best thing I can do uh, when I wake up and see my wife is, uh, honey, what." Just name one thing that I can do today to make your day better. <laughs> and that and, and uh and that was at the urging of the wife. The wife gave him the idea. That if you wanna if you wanna if you wanna get over the you know, the domestic wars we've been going through, <laughs> just ask this one question and that will set, you know, a nice mood for the whole day. But similarly, you know, we can think when we wake up in the morning, uh You know, my dear Lord, or or it could be the same thing, only it could be, you know, say you have a husband and wife in devotional service. Anybody in that situation here? No. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, uh, you could think what's, what's you can think to yourself, or you can uh, ask your spiritual master, (coughs) or say you were in a family situation. My dear, uh, what can I do to, help you in your devotional service today. <laughs> so, okay. So that's one point, and that's one pointed intelligence. Qu- oh, looks good. K. May I ask this question?
5: Yeah. So is there some point where the fervor can diminish and just become acceptance that this is your life, this is, I mean, there is no other purpose to living, but... You don't have, I, I can just speak personally, I don't have that fervor of youth anymore. I'm accepting there is no other purpose of
3: life. You have
0: a deeper fervor. <laughs> well,
5: maybe it's more personal fervor.
0: Yeah. It's a matured fervor. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> 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 Phew. <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, yeah, I mean, what we... Uh, okay. So in baseball, there was a pitcher called Robin Roberts, Philadelphia Phillies, 1950s, and he said, when you're young, you pitch hard because you've got the strength. You can overwhelm them with your fastball or your slider or whatever it is. But when you're older, you pitch smart. <laughs> All right. So that's, that's buddhi. That's, that's com- you know, we learn from <coughs> experience. <coughs> And uh, yeah, hopefully more hearing than hard knocks, usually a combination of both, hearing and hard knocks.
3: Hmm.
0: Okay, so that's only one verse.
3: I just had one really quick comment. <laughs> quick. Yeah, quick. Like you said about that, you know, you wake up in the morning and he asks his wife and he said that's a viable creation of consciousness. My personal practice, and I learned this, I heard this on wisdom in the sages, I think, but I, I do it every day and I think it's really powerful. I open my eyes, I, you know, to wake up, I pull my legs off the bed and before my feet hit the ground, I pray lord krishna i say my dear lord krishna allow every step i take on the earth today be in your service and i my feet at the ground and I, I bow my deities and i you know
0: start doing my thing right it's a powerful it's really powerful that's uh yeah that's all right so let's go to 42 and 43 it's two part oh
1: uh-huh. i had a comment on the verse everyone else got theirs so okay um, this thing about sadna and sadhya being uh, the practice and the goal, mm-hmm. if uh, if Krishna is like present in the practice and the goal, like as like the absolute and omnipresent, then does that make Krishna the destination and the, and the journey?
0: Yeah, there's a verse like that in the fourth chapter. I hope we get that far. <laughs> Brahmarpana, it's, it's, there's a word Brahma in there, and it's repeated about five times. It's 424, if you want I don't want to go there now, but, uh, thanks. yeah, a person who is fully absorbed in Christian consciousness is sure to attain the spiritual kingdom because of his full contribution to spiritual activities in which the consummation is absolute, you know, and that which is offered is of the same spiritual nature, so... Read the purport, it's pretty juicy. <coughs> All right. Text 4243, and now Chris is going to start getting into it. Are you doing the Sanskrit for that again? 4243, yeah, we're going to do the two verses. Is everybody ready for... But Roshan doesn't have a book. <coughs> <Yeah>. Book on. vacham <coughs>
1: yamim mam pushti cha
0: avacha pravadantyapi paschataha
1: pravadantyapi paschataha
0: vairava ratha partha
1: vairava ratha partha
0: janye dasteeti vadinah janye
3: Kama, sorga
0: janma karma phala janma karma phala kriya vishesha bhulam kriya vishesha bhulam bho gatim prati bho Bho-gaishvārya-gatīm-prati bho Together, men, men of, of small, small knowledge, knowledge are very, are very much attached to the flowery words of the Vedas. Which recommend various fruitive activities for elevation to heavenly planets, results of birth, power, and so forth. Being desirous of sense gratification and opulent life, they say that there is nothing more than this. This is a real swipe at Arjuna's first chapter mentality, but also it's a swipe at Krishna's own preaching about ten verses earlier. He was he was talking up the Veda benefits of this and that. but now he's uh, trying to take Arjuna to a higher higher level. Mm-hmm. So, who's are you yes. 42, 43 comments.
1: Here, for the first time, Krishna mentions the Vedas to Arjuna. Hmm. You were just saying it wasn't the first time? Hmm? You were talking about he was glorifying the Vedas just before this?
0: Well, indirectly. He okay. didn't say the word Veda, but he's, yeah.
1: He tells Arjuna to give up his Karmakanda mentality, or the idea of using the Vedas for many sacrifices, aimed at pleasing various demigods to gain temporary fruits and benedictions, such as sons, health, power, wealth, longevity, and a beautiful harvest, or heavenly pleasures. It should be noted that in the previous section, Krishna encouraged Arjuna to fight by appealing to the same mentality in Arjuna, that he now condemns although previously encouraging arjuna to fight to obtain heaven krishna now speaks on a higher level the level of pudi yoga so quickly arjuna Krishna's
0: you know accelerating the conversation uh, whereas before he was kind of you know as i said before te- from text 15 to 30 it was just straight gan straight knowledge the difference between matter and spirit uh, the the eternal, the temporary, the soul and the body. And then Krishna took a step back and was trying to convince Arjuna, just even from what you were saying in the first chapter, you should fight. All these Vedic benefits of, of fighting and the and the, the the disgrace if you don't fight. And now in this section, Buddha yoga, he's really you know, he's gonna he's taking it to a higher level. Okay. So Chris is tricky, isn't he? <laughs> he argues from all angles. From all angles, he's got Arjun covered. So, yeah, men of small you knowledge, Foolish people. Any questions about that? Should we keep going? Yeah, this is continuing still the same idea. It's gonna go through, I think, text 46. Okay. Yes.
1: Oh, Wasn't understanding Krishna being tricky. Oh yeah. Covering him by all oh. angles, like even Arjuna like knew all this stuff beforehand, but he's having him ask the questions for benefit. <laughs> Covering all bases. Yeah, Krishna put him in our for the There are
0: benefit. Okay. So we're we ready to do forty-four. Here we go. Forty-four. Look at the Sanskrit. Bhogai Shvarya Prasaptanaam. Bhogai Shvarya Prasaptanaam. Taya Paritechetasam. Taya Buddhi. Samadho Navadiyate. Samadho Together, in the minds of those who are too
1: attached to sense enjoyment and material opulence. And who are, are bewildered by such things,
0: things the resolute, resolute determination, determination for devotional service not, to the Supreme Lord is not take place. Leave. And I heard Prophet say in Miami, commenting on this verse, that you don't find devotees like the six Goswamis on the heavenly planets, because when you go to the heavenly planets, you're too distracted by all the heavenly. The Soma Russell Wine and the heavenly ladies and gentlemen and the... It's too, uh, it's too intoxicating. So, so Prabhupada was applying this verse to demigods. You don't find devotees like this on the heavenly, meaning even the, uh, you know, the predominating deities of these heavenly planets because they're, they're attached to the position of being, of having that kind of power and facility. Where the Goswamis, they're just totally, they're in Vishwanath's mood, you know, just Whatever. Lord, I'm yours. Okay. I
5: have a question. Yeah. So are you saying that it is preferable <coughs> to be on this planet with the possibility of becoming detached and one-pointed and one-focused than the romantic
0: view of a heavenly planet? Yeah, that's it's in, in the 12th canon. It's, uh. uh a description that we, in Kali Yuga, the demigods are uh, in our Kali Yuga because Lord Chaitanya appeared in our Kali Yuga that they really they're waiting, they're waiting in line to take birth on earth mm-hmm. Lord is in the wake of Lord Chaitanya appearing because it's so much easier to go back to Godhead from earth, from middle earth um, in between heaven and hell and you can do it in one life just by chanting Hare Krishna. So, what's <laughs> really, uh, yeah, it's good. And we're going to read the comments. Yes. I
1: guess these demigods could also chant Hare Krishna, but they're too much intoxicated by right their.
0: Yeah. Or if like, they chant Hare, they Hare have Krishna. A lot,
1: they have a lot more to let go of in terms of romance. Yeah.
0: They're just, you know. I don't, I don't know how they chant Hare Krishna, but. <laughs> It couldn't be with such a uh, sincere feeling. It couldn't be in a materially exhausted, fed-up mood. Yeah, Hare Krishna, yeah. Yeah, like some <laughs> people say. Although bhattva says, even derisibly, even mockingly, people get benefit. But, uh, yeah, we want to go back to God, We don't want to just hang out in that mode. Okay, let's read the comments. So it's Lavanga, right? To mm-hmm. 44.
4: Okay. The result of being attached to the fatherly words of the Vedas without knowledge of their actual purpose is bewilderment. Owning to ignorance and material attachment. Karmakandis cannot fix their minds on the Supreme. Instead, they use the Vedas as an excuse to avoid the Vedic purpose. Surrender to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Christianites prescribes how one can overcome the same power. Yeah.
0: We were going to read in the fifteenth chapter much later too how uh, the Vedas, uh, the, uh, the material world, is compared to a banyan tree because it's very entangling, and the leaves are the Vedic hymns because the leaves make make the tree look very pretty and desirable. You know, when you, if you see a, a leaf, you know, like in the northern climes, now you'll see you go up there and then the leaves are the trees are all bare. So you see a you know, stark, stark reality of, of material life in Minnesota or you know, in other places, whereas uh, you know, and it's all gold, green and gold, everything looks sweet and you know, you're just seeing one side of material nature. So, um, so yeah, the Vedakims are compared to enticements. Yeah, you can enjoy this way and that way and if you want to do that you worship this demigod and you get this benefit it's a big distraction because the whole goal is just to realize as Krishna says in the 15th chapter I'm the goal of the Vedas I know the Vedas (laughs) so come to me okay but why does Krishna do that? if the goal is to come to him raise your hand the goal is to come to him then why all these other enticements and allurements
4: because people aren't necessarily on that level where they're ready to come to him so with the karmic and to sacrifice it at least allows some level of piety so that one can actually gradually elevate themselves to, the to a of devotional. yeah at least in short answer
0: yeah um, <laughs> even to enjoy this world there's a, there's an authorized way to do that there's a, there's a way to follow you know, the instructions in the manuals, as they said, to get what you want. So, yeah, and yeah, we don't come to this world to surrender to Krishna, we come to get away from Krishna because of foolishness. <coughs> so, when we're coming back to Krishna, most people are, you know, even if they're in, interested in the Vedas, uh, fascinated by the Vedas, they just, like I once had a Uh, uh, a chiropractor (laughs) who was getting into different dating things and uh, he said I just discovered Shiva (laughs) he had never heard of Lord Shiva and he's totally infatuated with Shiva because he's reading about all the boons you can get from worshipping Lord Shiva (laughs) So, most people do that, you know, who are into Vedic religion, who call themselves Hindus. They'd rather go to Shiva because that's what they're into. They're into short term gain.
1: Okay. All right, so 44. It's like ancient life hacks. Huh? Ancient life hacks and cheat codes. I'm sorry? Ancient life hacks and cheat codes. Cheat codes? Life hack.
6: Life hacks. That's what they
1: call them, like you know, shortcuts
0: and oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, good. All right, text forty-five. <laughs> yeah, this is where Krishna really slams the Vedas directly, which he's the source of. But he's telling Arjuna, don't, don't bother with this. Trigunya vishaya veda. Trigunya Shishaya Veda, Mistra Gunyo Bhavarjuna, Mistra Gunyo Bhavarjuna, Dear Van Nitya Satvasto, Dear Van Voditya Satvasto, Dear Yoga Shema Atmavan, Dear Yoga Atmavan. Together, the Vedas deal mainly with the subject of the three modes of material nature.
1: O Arjuna
0: become transcendental to these three be free from all dualities and from all anxieties for gain and safety, and be established in self. Okay, so Dana's going to read the comments to 45.
2: <clears throat> Krishna instructs Arjuna to rise above the fruit of performance of duty. Rather than fighting to gain heavenly pleasures or to avoid infamy, he should be established in self-realization. Arjuna previously reasoned that destroying the family traditions would end the performance of karma kanda rituals. Krishna now defeats, defeats that argument by telling Arjuna to rise above those rituals which are contaminated by the modes of material nature. In his purport, Srila pra- Prabhupada <coughs> comments on Krishna's first mention of the three modes of material nature and summarizes the process of transcending the modes. As long as the material body exists, There are actions and reactions in the material modes. One has to learn tolerance in the face of dualities such as happiness and distress, or cold and warmth, and by tolerating such dualities, become free from anxieties regarding gain and loss. This transcendental position is achieved in full Krishna consciousness when one is fully dependent on the goodwill of Krishna. Krishna concludes his arguments in verse
0: 46. Of course, when Prabhupada writes those comments, they're so potent because (laughs) Prabhupada's life You know, embodies that whole, encapsulated that whole uh, journey. Tolerance. Perseverance. (coughs) Questions? Comments about that? Rise above the Vedas. I could say something. Mm -hmm. In
5: Buddhism, there's this practice where you do a good deed, you do goodness,
4: you give away the merit. You know, you about,
5: I've heard of it. You know, it's really program. So in that way, in that practice, so you stay neutral, and you will not go to the heavenly planets, because you're not inflating yourself uh-huh. with with the results of your goodness, right? With so spirits.
0: you're giving it away to whom, though, people who want yeah. that?
5: Um, I think the phrase is, may all boast suffering receive the merit of this activity. May, may the merit that I gain go to all those who are suffering. Something.
0: Should we leave them on the suffering? Yeah, uh,
5: something along those lines. Uh, but I was just thinking how it hit. It's just a practice where you we know, don't unconsciously load up on the goodness that we do. Like we are not inflated around here by the goodness of you know, the restaurant or that we do. Like we're giving away the love of God in the form of prasadam. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not inflating us internally with
1: mm-hmm. our
5: goodness, because that's you know, how I'm understanding heavenly planets, and I see that in people in advanced states, even in Krishna consciousness, who are living in very kind of inflated circumstances, in a way, like, you know, if you believe in that inflation, you just might put the heavenly planets. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it's a trap. It what can be, unless... Mm-hmm unless you learn how to use all the opulence for Krishna. And who's the exemplar in that regard? From the Shastra, anybody know? know. I'm getting it. Maharaj. Ambarish. Well, Ambarish. So, what, how did he exemplify using everything? Now, he's living in great opulence, king. But, so Mana.
4: He can get, yeah, he engaged in all nine
0: processes, devotional stories. His mind, first of all, his mind. <laughs> yeah.
4: His mind, his eyes, body,
0: powers. Yeah, everybody in the in the kingdom were his subjects, but he was leading them to Krishna. Yeah, so he wasn't intoxicated. You kept saying inflated, I kept thinking intoxicated, but I guess it's the same oh. thing. It's a similar idea. So, um, yeah, it doesn't have to carry us away, but it's, it depends on where we're coming from. Like, we have, and we have right in ISKCON, Ambarish Prabhu, who was named by Prabhupada after Maharaj Ambarish, great-grandson of Henry Ford. So he's born with a silver spoon in his mouth, but he wasn't happy. He went through the whole counterculture thing in the 60s and, you know, went on a mountaintop and you know you're looking for a guru and so fortunately he found the tree the Prabhupada and Prabhupada taught him how to use all of that and boy is he ever doing that anybody has anybody not been to mindful beside Dana been to Manipur? okay so you know Prabhupada's Pushpa Samadhi building mm-hmm. so beautiful. that was Ten billion from Andarish and 10 million from the BBT, they split it, and that's that's whew, to this day that's the most visited structure because it's complete in Mayapur. Of course, the TOVP will be, but it's uh, you know he's just beautifully turning all his wealth, you know, in a spiritual direction, and he's the chairman of the board of the uh, the TOVP fundraising. <laughs> He's given already about somewhere between 20 and 30 million bucks. But his idea, and it's not just his idea, but that this whole buildings and grounds and the whole enterprise of having a temple of the Vedic Planetarium and a world headquarters to attract everybody in the world will only happen if if the temple is raised, as they say in the fundraising, by the hands of every devotee in the world. So whether you can give a penny or a million, everybody's always being encouraged to contribute. So Prabhupada uh, really uh, went deep into Ambarish Prabhu's heart to inspire him to turn all that forward karma into Krishna, Krishna karma, into bhakti. So oh, it doesn't have to be intoxicating or inflated. <laughs> I was thinking the ego. The ego
5: gets inflated and really believes in itself. Yeah.
0: And and, oh, and if if you ever meet has anybody has anybody met Amrish? Yeah. He's the humblest yeah. guy. He's just a he's just a real down to earth guy. It's great. You know, he's not at all. <laughs> because he knows he he knows you know growing up in that family he's met heads of state he knows you know. He knows the whole aristocratic scene, but he is not, at the least, enamored by it. mean he's so much more impressed by Prabhupada, because of Prabhupada's character. He knows the shallowness of, you know, material aristocracy. Okay, any more on 45? And this is the last one, 46. This is my favorite one in the series, because I experienced it. <laughs> living in South India by a holy river. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is it... I think the Varshena is already gone. So, yeah, Kirtan. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Yavan Arta Udhapane Yavan Arta Udhapane Sarvatak Samphuto Dake Sarvatak Samphuto
4: Tavan
0: Tarvan Sarveshu Vedeshu all together, all, all purposes served by a small well can at once be served by a great reservoir of water. Similarly, all the purposes of the Vedas can be served to one who knows the, the purpose behind them. behind them. And now read Lord John's comments. Dr. Rishvanatha
3: Charkarvaki Thakur comments that in India, each well is used for only a specific purpose, for drinking water, for washing clothes, for cleaning utensils, or for bathing. All those activities, however, can be performed simultaneously on the shore of a lake or a river, where a source of fresh water is available. We do not need to go from well to well to fulfill our purposes. Similarly, one who is Vijanta, in complete knowledge of the Vedic purpose, need only perform Buddha Yoga for the Lord's pleasure. Performance of Buddha Yoga satisfies the purpose behind the Vedas. kando rituals then become unnecessary. Even one who has material desires but who performs Buddha Yoga will become purified because he is fixed in transcendental knowledge. Because Krishna has explained several alternative levels of activity to Arjuna, he next explains the specific level on which Arjuna is qualified
0: to act. Uh, yeah, if you go to India, they do have different wells for different... You know, the sweet well is for the drinking water. And then there's another well, maybe it's not so sweet, but it's good for washing the clothes. And then there's one for washing the dishes. But if you live by a holy river, or a river, where there's a fresh flow, then you can do it all. I think I've told you how, when I was living in South India, with my uh, wife and daughter, my wife spent so much time down at the river. (laughs) Because she was, you know, washing the clothes and... Watching the dishes, and and that's where all the ladies went, and they they socialized. That's that's where they got together and talked. So, um, and because I told the story about because it was a holy river and it was full of medicinal herbs, after thirty days, all my wife's nervous system ailments went away. because the nervous system in, in one's body is connected to the, the, the universal form, to the, the rivers are compared to Krishna's veins. So, yeah. Um, so, on a practical level for our life, we don't really need to do anything. If we're actually doing a full regimen of devotional service, we're automatically going to be learning a lot, We're going to be learning how to be healthy. We're going to be. We're going to have friends. We're going to have enough, you know, enough uh, to eat. (laughs) Have a place to sleep. Uh, Last verse of the eighth chapter. A person who accepts the path of devotional service is not bereft of the results from studying the Vedas, performing austere sacrifices, giving in charity, pursuing philosophical and fruitive activities. And at the end, he reaches the supreme abode. So normally, people make a big endeavor just to become successful in one thing. And then it's all lost at the time of death. But in bhakti, we get the results of doing all these other paths, plus, as a special bonus, you go back to Godhead. You don't lose anything. You get eternal life. What was that verse in chapter 8?
4: 8.28,
0: last verse. Vedeshudja, it's a real sweet verse. This is actually a good place to break because now as Gorijan Boo suggested, now after Arjuna after Krishna saved Arjuna the distraction of getting too involved in Vedic pursuits or just you know, just just uh, what do you say? Um disabused him of the illusion of being Vedic. <laughs> now, in the next verse, he's going to talk about, okay, what duty really is about. So, that was good. We did more than two verses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did five verses. <laughs> and we'll, hopefully we can finish the, uh, the section. The section goes through, Buddha goes through text 53. Um, there. Anyway, I'm doing better because I follow my own rules. Yes!
6: <laughs> did, did you pick this book because you really like Bori John's book? Was that, was
0: that really? I'll tell you, when this book came out in the late 90s, it revolutionized my study of the Gita. And to this day, for me, it makes the best connections between s- sections of the Gita, chapters, Sections within chapters, and even within verses, because he's he's citing Vishenath and Balade, you get to know what's going on in, even between the lines within the verses. I like reading Anandamaharja's study guide for a linguistic analysis. That's really good, but it's a little too granular for this class. <laughs> That's all right. No, no, didn't I heard
6: somebody was talking about how you. Prabhupada wanted many Gitas. Yeah, he? I mentioned that. I mentioned that, that, that. Well, it's yet? not that
0: he wanted many Gitas, but he said, we can have many Gitas. We can do nas Gita, Baladev's Gita. But, of course, Prabhupada's Gita for us is the gold standard, and then Borajan is it. helping us, through the commentaries of the previous acharyas to appreciate all the connections within Prabhupada's Gita as it is. Everyone's got
6: their angle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm. Okay. she <laughs> <laughs>